0: Just talk, talk, talk If I could only
1: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with Christopher Gardner, and this is a great day to have you on because uh, I've been going so hard in the paint that I could use a little uh, a little help. I'm gonna give you some of the heavy lifting today. Like I've been doing awesome. m- like my stream every day, and then someone else's. Like yesterday, I did Elijah uh, this dude Elijah's stream called uh, Slightly Offensive. It's just uh-huh. you know another two hours. Like I've been battling anarchists, and now I'm battling Taylor Swift fans. Um, so
0: yeah, what's your beef with Taylor Swift? Is she an ANCAP?
1: No, I'm just pointing out that like a normal heterosexual male wouldn't want to marry a 34 year old woman who's gone all the, all the year, like all year, you know, like I'm just calling gay. And if you look at that guy's photo, he looks like every AIDS photo from like the 1970s. He's just, I'm not going to say he's gay, but it's just like, why not just somebody you can have a kid with? Why does everything have to be about money? And people are like, oh yeah, why wouldn't someone marry a billionaire? I'm like, why, if you make enough money, why would you want your wife to work and not just give you great kids in a home? Like what, you need a billion dollars from a woman? Like that's insanity.
0: Right. Yeah, that, that whole thing just reeks of like the NFL knows that its product is under such heavy duress. Yeah. From all the BS. Like, I mean, I, I, I still listen to NFL like um scouts breaking down the NFL. And there cannot be one show where they're not talking about the refs. Like everybody's on to the ref tip. And then, you know, the NFL changed the their the uh, resultant. Like, you know, it definitely was gonna be Baltimore versus um San Francisco. And they, so many people were talking about it. Like even on the NFL shows, they were talking about the conspiracy. So a whole Ole Dummigard thing happened where, you know, people spilled the beans of the thing and then they had to change it. Because I don't, like the the Taylor Swift, Kansas City Chiefs thing, That that's just because the product has gotten so bad.
1: So bad, it's because of the corruption of gambling.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, you can't listen. One, you can't listen to one NFL show without them talking. They'll have four or five different sports books on there sponsoring it.
1: This is why the, those things are always banned, and why lies matter. I did a video today because Matt Walsh, with his little Velcro beard, was wheeled out to, uh, to, you know, to to say the moon landing happened, and of course I I jump in and I demand a debate. And everyone's like, "Why would he debate you? You're unhinged." I'm like. He did an entire documentary debating only trans people on drugs that cut their dicks off. He won't debate me because I'd win. And that's the Daily Wire's entire thing. And I made a video as an appeal to like conservatives in a utilitarian way where I'm like, listen, the moon landing's ridiculous. So is 9-11 with building seven and free fall and all that. I'm like, the reason it matters is a guy like me. I have four sons. And they're they're becoming such like dutiful boys. Like they're like in jujitsu, and they try to impress their their jujitsu uh, their violin teachers, and they hold the door for old women, and they want to make their family proud. I'm like, they're the perfect people for law enforcement, or FBI, or CIA, or like uh, special forces, or something. I'm like, my kids are exactly what you'd want. And I can't recommend that because you guys are such a fucking clown show. Like how am I supposed to like the, the moon landing is so it's like, it's like second city comedy sketch bad. And if they don't own up to it, you're not like, I'm going to recommend my sons do private business, you know, learn a trade. And I'm like, and I happen to know that our government protects our commercial uh, sector. Like I'm not one of these like anarchists that thinks the government is like, is like, uh, oh, it's not effective enough. You know, they they always waste money. I'm like, the government's like the refs in football. They like regulate the game so that and the most fair they can be. And there is corruption, but the more fair and the stronger you can be, the more you have borders and rules and laws. The more we flourish in the commercial. And I would love to be able to send at least one or two of my kids to defend their country or enforce the laws. But like, not not now. It's like. You're telling me building seven just fell down and I'm going to have my son go fight for you. And so the, my appeal to the conservatives, I'm like, you're not going to have your little 401ks and all this shit. If you don't have like good people sending their kids to defend their country and nobody's going to do it now. Right.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the military, can I give you a little, a little tidbit about my time in Costa? Of course. So when I moved to Costa, I was gay and I need to pay it away because um, I was really into their government because it was, it was the only government in the Americas that didn't have a military. And so me as a pacifist at the time thought that was great. You know, I was still in the new age cut. It was like, Oh, great. No military. And they had shirts like no military since 1947. Like it was like a, a point of pride there. Right. And, you know, as I matured and got out of my idealistic 20s and like saw that they're not having any military, what the direct resultant of that was that there's no such thing as property rights there.
1: Exactly.
0: So, so what they do there is they entice everybody with like a really good name and tourism, like, oh, Costa Rica is like the safest place in Central America and the people there are great. They have been great because for a very long time, people had the intact home, right? So they had a mother that was at home raising the kids and the guys were out making all the money. It's not that way anymore. Most people are double income houses now. But when my wife and I were trying to figure out like, okay, we have assets here, how do we protect them? For like four years, I would on the search for how can I actually get a Lodial title? How can I hold the title of my land? It was impossible. It doesn't exist as a foreigner. And then a bunch of my friends, when I say a bunch, two of my friends, um, they let their U.S. citizenship go. They like apply to like let go of their U.S. citizenship so that they could be Costa Rican citizens as gringos and thinking that that was gonna change their ability to own land, and it did not. They still had to put it within a corporate structure to have any liability insurance at all. So for me, as somebody that was starting to accrue assets, I was like, this is just ridiculous to be in this country, especially because COVID happened and that's a time of war. I was like, you know, losing, it, it. like that I saw two friends of mine get their farms confiscated for, you know, quote unquote, you know, this code being broken or that code being broken, but there was no recourse. There was no way that, 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 um, their rights could be enforced because in that country that doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I've been, I've been battling with anarchists. Have you been listening to any of my streams with anarchists?
0: yeah yeah I uh, caught a little bit of the Saturday one man you were like you were you were going after that dude <laughs> yeah yeah, I
1: was pinning him down because I could tell intent with him with like Bob Murphy and some of the other ones. I can understand the idea of not like I've fallen for the cap spell and all that stuff. I understand that that there are good people that can fall for that, but that Saturday dude, he was up to I could tell his intent like when he wouldn't answer. Or like acknowledge my points about like when is the age of consent? When can you uh, forcefully take down a contract about buying sex? And he revealed he doesn't want any laws around sex trafficking. Like I was going at him. Like I, I was cornering him, and like I would repeat myself and yell. And it. Some people are like, "Oh, you sounded a little unhinged." I'm like, "You're now on my list too," because. Mm-hmm because it was so obvious. And the thing is property rights always are granted by force. And so if people want to celebrate not having enforcement or a military or a government or law enforcement, they're just going to end up like Costa Rica and Costa Rica is a hotbed for like CIA and all that shit is coming out of yeah. Costa Rica. Cause they have no regulation. Like it's just really open for corruption. And they like, uh, they, they make it seem like it's so um, it, it's so, forward thinking but it's also just inundated with like glyphosate as we've talked about and like foreign intelligence agencies and all kinds of horrible shit because it's so easy to penetrate and the thing that me and you talk about a lot that I've been seeing all week with whether it's the Pajits or the anarchists or now uh you know it's like they want to violate uh, boundaries and that really yes. is the the metaphysical underbelly of what I'm going after is, is boundaries, boundaries. Like they get so mad when I do a tweet for subscriber only. They're like, why can't I have access to that? And I'm like, it's only five dollars. <laughs> and they're like, no, but I, I deserve it. I'm like, you don't get you don't get to be in this bubble. Like you don't you don't have the right to violate everybody's space and everybody's like territory, you know? And that's the irony about these anarchists. Is they're always talking about like, you know, freedom and figuring it out and all that, but they're the first to encroach on your property, your territory, and once you get into that Costa Rican violenceless pride and cuckery, like it's you don't own anything.
0: Yeah, and the pride and cuckery is a thing because um, that country is essentially the Catholic faith, like the people that identify as Christians are mainly Catholic there. And they have the, the, in the way the church was like, you know, essentially um, expressed in the Southern Costa Rica where I was, cause I don't know what it's like in the Northern Costa Rica. It's very like mother Mary worship. It's yeah. all about the vagine. You know, it's like, it's very, very, like you brought up the statues of Mary and it's just like, Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a
1: vagina, you know,
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like her, her, her
1: robes literally are a labia and people are like, Oh, how, how dare you? I'm like, look at it, dude. That's literally a vagina that's got the clit, you got the labia and I'm not the one who made it, you know, and same with the coloring, like the, the pink face and the, I'm I'm just like, how do you not see that? Anyway, go ahead.
0: Yeah. So there's a, and there, there's this real uh, thing that occurs with the semi permeable field and defaulting to the feminine negative pole. So what I mean by that is you have a quote unquote Pope that has a vagina hat, has the fish hat, you know, and everything like that. And then you have like all this mother Mary worship, the women wear the pants there, like the, the women run the house, like, and the women there I was watching during COVID, at least in the campo, like that's what they call the country. The men, you'd have a great relationship with the men, and you know you would think everybody would hold their integrity, and then they would go home, and their wife would tell them something different, and they would cook to their wife. Awful. And then they would use they would use their wife as like the the body shield. They were always are, are were pointing. Well, you know, to keep my family, and they would use family as this this horrible way to elicit their cowardice.
1: You know. Mm-hmm. Jews do the same thing.
0: It was, it was like, it was so disheartening. Cause you know, like when we first started uh, like hanging out, like I love Costa Rica. Like that was my jam. I didn't think I was going to leave it. And then I was just watching as COVID happened. I was just like, what happened to my people? And it was directly related to this whole thing that I couldn't figure out with the property rights there. So you have this semi-permeable consciousness there where it's like very, you know, um, everybody, you're warm, you're always eating fruit. You don't need like boundaries, real boundaries with your walls other than the rain. And there's like that consciousness also is just like from establishing a boundary, like even further it doesn't really exist because the majority of the people there got their property for free from the government at one time. And then they worked off the the cost of the land to the government. So it wasn't like the, they called it, um, I'm forgetting the name of it. It was a, they called it Eda land. And so you essentially got 15 acres. If you did a certain amount of work and produced a certain amount of bananas and coffee, yada, yada. And so they were given these land leases that would turn into a title, but there was no way <laughs> there were so many scams when I was buying property there 20 years ago where people would hand you a title, but that title, they didn't even have ownership of yet. And so like the whole notion of boundary and property and all that was just like, it was, it, it, it's a very new concept there.
1: Take a guess it, what, it, what county uh, Ursa Rio is in.
0: Well, Boundary County, right?
1: Boundary County. <laughs> it's literally called so Boundary County.
0: And I have to tell you, as somebody that massages people, like coming back to the United States and moving to Missouri, I've, I've spoken about it a bunch is like the people here, their energetic bodies are contained. It's a totally different experience than being in like the tropics and being like all loosey-goosey with everything and having this semi-permeable you know might doesn't make right type of thing and and it is a very odd thing because at the same time nature is explicitly violent there like it's nothing for your cow to die because it got bit by a black mamba or like a torsiopella which is a fertilant snake to kill somebody or kill your dog. Like like death is always occurring. The vultures are always around. You always have these uh, birds of prey that are like, you know, picking off things. And so to think that like that nature doesn't enforce boundaries through violence is just ridiculous, which I really like that point that that you bring up.
1: Yeah, what do you think uh, caused it? Because when we conquered the savages in America, everyone wants to make this, This false history that they were all just living in harmony, man, and everything was peaceful until the white man came. They were really easy to conquer because of their, uh, you know, anarchy. It was like when you had their little tribal bickering and the immorality and the cannibalism and all that stuff. It was so easy just to get them to fight each other and take everything and, uh, I'm wondering if that's the state of a lot of these quote unquote nations and why they're so easy to penetrate or I don't know what it is, man, but like the idea that the white man with logos or with the idea of civilization is this bad guy. Cause with my Pajit war, it was the same thing. I'm finding out that they were burning widows up until 1987. And so their colonial mm. oppressors are like, Hey guys, Just because a girl doesn't have a dowry or because a woman's husband dies, maybe don't set fire to her while she's alive. And they're like, oh, you, you colonize your bloody body. And I'm like, uh, and, and it really is there. There really are civilized people and non-civilized people. And it's just like that vagina worship, that like worship of the mother, like mother nature. No, it's about the father because the mother is under the father. And that isn't, Uh, subjugating women it's actually the love of women like no woman wants a man that does anarchy in the home and that's why I highlighted that guy high impact flicks his daughter because he kept referencing that where it's like oh at home anarchy volunteerism what everyone do is that will everything and she doesn't talk to him she posts talk about penetrable her whole online persona is like naked, trying to get attention from men. And she's a grown adult. So don't give me, nobody give me shit about like a child. That's like a 25 year old, 30 year old woman. And she works for the government because she didn't feel safe from dad. And so like that show, if he's going to bring up, that is like proof of anarchy. I'll show that as proof of a failure of a father. And so like those Mm -hmm. boundaries and locking horns and establishing honor and like trying to figure out the truth is like, how you have a successful civilization. And if we're gonna do moon landings and 9-11s and USS liberties and shit, they're not gonna get, they're not gonna get these great men to fight for them anymore. And that's something that that they should really think about.
0: I agree, I agree. And this is all just an extension of the Marzinski interview and the movie that you highlighted, because the way the demon works is through permeability. The demon is the same as a parasite. Parasites, you only get leaky gut. Like leaky gut is like a semi-permeable, you know, membrane. Like your your GI tract becomes semi-permeable, and then the parasites come. Right. The the parasite wants permeability or even semi-permeability. The demon wants that little crack, that little fissure in the person that doesn't understand boundaries and force doesn't understand that if you give them one inch, they'll take a mile. They don't understand that because the majority of the people that I've seen that really hold on to the idealistic notion of anarchy is they're, they're weak physically. Like they they are actually weak. And so instinctually they're like, okay, I can't have force around me. Force scares me. Like if anybody raises their voice or anybody like yeah, shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so so their mind then creates a construct where force is wrong or bad or shouldn't, or shouldn't, the whole shouldn't thing. And the shouldn't thing then blinds them to nature, <laughs> The truth of the matter is, and that's where I think your argument can really hold water, especially if you come across more of the ANCAP people, is you can just continually you know, beat the drum of how how does the animal kingdom work, and are you separate from it? Yeah, and they, and they use the example of
1: the wolf, where it's like, we don't need boundaries by governments. Look at the wolves. They all just know where to go. I'm like... Hierarchy is enforced by violence. Like you don't go into another oh. alpha's area because they'll bite you in the neck. And every single wolf pack has a hierarchy. Alpha, Bravo, Delta, you know, you got some <laughs> Omegas running around. And you're just like, they they won't see reality. And the reason these times are so tumultuous is because the the people that are so delusional that they won't accept hierarchy, force, all this stuff, they don't they actually sound about the same crazy as the order because the order is saying we played golf on the moon and can't go back. because we don't have, even though they had the technology of an iPhone, we, we just don't go back because there's nothing there. Like that's so fucking crazy that it makes these anarchists that want to be penetrated all the time. And if you yell, it's like the end of the world. Like it, like because our order is getting so corrupted, like they actually sound You know reasonable and that's that's why you know telling the truth is so important and like maintaining those lines because it's I'm not scared at all but it's just like an interesting time when you have the, the, the screeching of the satanic you know do as thou wilt overthrow the social order sounds you know in the same ballpark as someone saying that they brought a fucking golf cart to the moon but they can't go back now. It's like you know what I mean.
0: Well, like, think about it. The father of lies is who? Like Satan, right? Yeah. And then you have, what makes you more spiritually permeable than being lied to? Totally. Totally. And believing the lies. Like so many, and this is the thing I have to say, a lot of the anarchists that I've spoken to and know, they're very innocent in a way they're it's almost like if you have i don't know you you probably met these people in hollywood the trustafarians
1: oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: the the people that came out to hollywood and had all the money and didn't really need to work but they were trying to act or do whatever we had trustafarians uh where i grew up and then also in costa right and they have a completely diluted they don't understand that the set and setting that they're in is already a protection racket. Like daddy probably had to do something pretty grisly, or had to do something that probably wasn't the most ideal to create the, the comfort that they're now enjoying. And so because the fish doesn't know it's wet, they don't know. They literally don't have the self-awareness to know. That, oh my goodness I've always have been protected yeah I
1: used to call because them I used to, I called them indoor cats
0: that's a great analogy
1: yeah because that's they're a- like because their entire attitude is based on the the protect like the bowl of milk the protection then you then you meet an outdoor cat like me and I'm protected too in a fractal but compared to them I'm like a fucking puma you know and they're mm-hmm. like oh oh and I'm like don't get mad at me, cause I've had to like go through garbage cans. I literally have had to go through garbage cans. And these people are like, why can't you just get along with everyone? I'm like, cause my dad doesn't own Sony and I have mm-hmm. to actually compete. And so, yeah, you're right. There is an innocence to some of these people, but it's like an annoying innocence where you're like, it's almost like a little kid making a like a pillow fort. And they're like, I'm mm-hmm. king of the pillow fort. And the parents are like, oh, that's so charming. And it gets it gets annoying when the king starts making terms to the dad that pays the mortgage, you know? Where it's like, as king of my pillow fort, I demand I go to bed at 10 p.m. It's like, go to bed at eight, you little fuck. I'll burn your pillow fort. And then we're mm-hmm. like, oh, but that's the best thing you can do. Supporting delusions is
0: insanity. It really is. And I've told you forever, ever since I've known you, when the read the You ingratiated yourself to me because you are like the ultimate male polarity. (laughs) Like, so you got to understand there's lots of people that are skewed to the ultimate female polarity. Yeah. And when all that means is like when I say male and female, male is positive. It's pushing out. It's energy that is moving outward. It's centrifugal. Then you have other people that are centripetal everything is collapsing in on them all the time and they feel everything so that that notion of always feeling everything all the time somebody like you comes around them and they go into a shell like they it, like it's it's too much juice right and so that is a thing like there's people that are traumatized in a way where that negative polarity is all there is. And they don't have shields because we've already established they're semi permeable or fully permeable.
1: The irony as I'm listening is those anarchists that are almost in a constant state of implosion, like a vacuum that are so easy to permeate They're in. they don't realize it as they condemn government but they're subconsciously and spiritually screaming for t- tyranny to protect them from like yelling. You know what I mean? Yes. Like they want as much external, like think about how I live or how you live. It's so much more quote unquote anarchist than any of these anarchists. You yeah, know, we're, funny. we're out here actually surviving like in our own communities that we're building and you know, where we got like wells and growing food. Meanwhile, they're theoretically anarchists, but in reality, they need a harder shell because they're so sensitive. And that's why they're so scared of the government. They're like, oh, they could could kick in my door anytime. And I'm like, well, you know, are you uh, trying to put Hillary Clinton in jail or selling crack? No, then you're okay. You know, just pay your gay away to the IRS when you have to and call it a day. I just paid my gay away to the IRS. Felt great. You know?
0: Yeah, the protection racket thing, and that's something I, I appreciate that you brought to to the lexicon now, is looking at government as a protection racket.
1: That's exactly what it, it is. Really,
0: yeah. Because it really is. Like When you break it down that way, that's a logical way for an anarchist to go, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, it is a protection racket, and you have to pay the VIG no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you don't want the next, you don't want the next protection racket to come in, which is the the one thing that people don't understand is the people that are funding the one world government are the same people that are, are funding the anarchy moves. Yes. Yes. Because what they want is they want everybody to reject their local, even though it's corrupt. No, we, we live in a fallen world. Like nothing is perfect. Right but they want the plan for those of you that don't know is like in, in agenda 20, 21 and 2130, when you read it, or I think 2030, excuse me, when you read it, the plan is systematic. The first thing that they that, that they talk about is stressing people off the land through fees, taxes, fines and regulation. The next phase of it is getting people to turn against their their local their their local governance. Yeah, because they want the collapse because it's order ab chaos. If they if if you if that collapses, that's now chaos, and then they can come in and bring the order.
1: Yeah, and if people don't understand how fractally obvious this is, everybody does this on some level. Like. Why do you think people bring a girl to a scary movie on a first date? You create court chaos and then show her the order of your cock. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. It's like, she's like, Oh, so scary. And you're like, I can protect you. Even though you literally paid for a machine to create fake fear on the screen so that you can show her the order, the, the order of the cock. And dude, really? they do it on a, they do it on every level. So why wouldn't you do that? So you're like, Okay, if we can really just break things. And the irony is the American system is so fucking good that we've gotten so wealthy. We're fish not knowing they're wet. You know, it's like, oh man, can you believe it? I've had to pay 800 bucks this year in property tax. I'm going to overthrow the government. And you're like, dude, the next guy may take your kid. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we are in a pretty good scenario right now. And so, like, I almost see the COVID thing as a brilliant way to get people to turn on their own government. It's almost like a game theory genius looked at the protocols, looked at the big books of governance. For those people that don't know, like if you're in military or CIA or something like that, it's just tons of game uh, theory where it's like, if this, then this, if this happens, do this, if this happens, and then you have to like flip to another page And it's like, if this, then this, if this, not this. It's like the longest logic proof in history. So if you're trying to crack this brilliant system and you're like, okay, we introduce an emergency using our influence from, you know, uh, multinational corporations through idol worship, get people afraid, get the government to create this, do this, have Pfizer do And then like, they're, they're using the, the mechanism, almost like they're using it like a puppeteer would. And then the people go, I hate the government. The government did that to me when really somebody was using the government to create an illusion so that people would overthrow their own government. Like when I studied, uh, you know, tyrannical takeovers in Czech Republic and uh, Slovakia and all those places, Hungary, like I, I literally lived there um, studying this in, in college they always get the peasant to turn on the landowner, the wife to turn on the husband, the son to turn on the father, like reject religion, reject, reject, reject. Like people want to bitch about Ukraine with the Jews and all this stuff. It's like they convinced the peasants to like kill their own landowners and that's Mm -hmm. how they did it. And so don't overthrow your social order even when it looks absolutely ridiculous. You know, it's like, because someone is trying to get you to do that so that then they can eat you alive. Like they want, they, they want the sheep to think that the shepherd is their enemy. You know what I mean? And it's, it's fucking crazy when you see it.
0: Yeah. And the, and if anybody has doubt in what Owen's saying, just think back to COVID. Okay. So in COVID, literally in a couple weeks, you had people ratting out each other for not wearing a mask. Like in Costa Rica, it was absurd. I had families of of men that were working for me, where a brother would rat out another brother, mm-hmm. or a cousin would rat out another cousin, just because the you know the the authority figure told them to. Yeah, the right? false authority. It, yeah. So, and the thing is, is like a lot of people in the United States have no idea. The only country that kept us from going into full tyrannical lockdown was the United States. It, of America. Is, it is the fact that there were 23 States that stood up and said, no, they literally said, no, that's not, that's actually against our, our rights. And we're not going to, we're not going to enforce what the surgeon general wants us to enforce. That if you haven't lived abroad, you have no idea how corrupt corruption can get. <laughs> and you know, cause you lived in, yeah, in uh, che- yeah, yeah. the Czech Republic. I know cause I lived in Central America and in India. You guys have no idea how corrupt corrupt can get.
1: Yeah. And there's no like, recourse. There's no like people are just like, yeah, America. <laughs> and that's the thing is it's a reflection of the morality of the people. Like if you look at Costa Rica, they deserve to not own land because they cuck to their wives and they rat on their brothers. That's why it's like to have that higher morality, you know, like government isn't my authority, but it it's a good thing to have. Like government is, you know, it's, it's to manage the immoral and it's always going to be there. And the more immoral people you're going to have, the more you're going to have government. And then it gets to a point where you have a corrupt government because people get so fucking immoral if you have like highly moral areas and you don't even need that many people, they can't really do it to you. You have to do it to yourself. Like people have this egregore of government, like government makes you do shit. They don't, they really fucking don't. Unless the vast majority of people beg for it and use the government to do that. Like in Idaho, it was fine. You go to California, it was a nightmare. We're still in the same country. Why didn't the government do it to everybody? It's like, because in California, they wanted to. They ratted on each other. Their envy was insane. They wanted to see everybody in pain and hurt and overthrown. And so mm-hmm. that's... It's just so important to keep your cool and your morality and not overthrow social order. And like, you know, don't... It's so funny where you're talking about demons. Like, I know my demon now. Like, I heard a thought in my head yesterday, and it's all about food. So I... uh I was going to put some butter on a piece of bread, and uh, and Amy goes, "Make sure you save some butter. Uh, Butter—that's like the last of our butter." And I had a thought that just—it uh, was my voice. I just thought she's trying to starve you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "What the fuck was that?" And you, and you only really know about—you only know to look for it if you know to look for it. Like 99% of the population wouldn't would just be like, "Wow, that's an interesting thought." I, I was like. What the fuck's up with me and food? You know, like like mm-hmm. Amy's trying to starve me because she's limiting my butter. It, it was so preposterous that I laughed out loud at it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first thing Buddha did upon his enlightenment was laugh his ass off because <laughs> what you understand is like you're the witnessing awareness. You're watching all of this stuff go on. The problem's always in identification. So you have this low vibration thought sponsored by some evil entity that's wanting to sow discord between you and your wife, you know, that isn't you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause that's not that like, if a person doesn't know their intention, like their core intention in life, then they can be very, I guess you say uh, manipulated by outside forces, but you know, you know how, where you are in your being with that. So some superfluous thought like that comes in, you know, what's sponsoring it. Like it's, it's no big deal.
1: Yeah, no, it's so true. That's like, who is your master? What is your mission? It's like this permeability of people is, uh, is I see it a lot. I've been trying to fight at it because it's like, uh, that whisper of like overthrow the social order is getting a little louder for people.
0: Yeah, and that's by the way, there's historical precedent. This always happens when there's a changeover of the monetary system.
1: What do you what do you see, Kyle? Like, right, give me some gravy.
0: Well, you know, I, I've told you this now for like the last year and a half. I actually get my news from you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't because I don't I've for like 18, 19 years, I do not follow like I don't I'm I'm a bad person to ask because I do not pay attention to the world. Like I pay attention in my local sphere and I pay a lot of attention to the natural environment that I'm in and the people that are closest to me. Politics and stuff, I get the commentary from you. Like, I'm like, oh, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Just on a logical mindset, like just logic, just nothing other than me using logic is that when you have the level of inflation slash deflation, however you want to look at it, just less, less buying power, let's say relative to how many young people in the United States don't want to work and don't want to reproduce. It's pretty much, you know, set from, from an economic perspective to shift the well to where people are young, dumb, full and full of cum. Like that's, that's the way for the Ponzi scheme to work. You always need a new market. And when you shift the markets, it's always to people that are really really hungry and in the United States and in Europe, it seems like people are really comfortable.
1: That's so true. I do it with my animals. If they get bitchy and don't do what I say, I I don't feed them as much. And then they do exactly what I say. Then the goats are lined up ready to go. I'm like, Who's up? And then they'll like run over and come in, hop on my stand, eat the grain. Oh, it sounds like you're listening today. You know, and it's and they're, you know, they're plump little goats. It's not like I'm, I'm starving them, but it's like it really is true. If somebody's overfed, they don't they just like stare at you and they're like, who the fuck are you? You take away grain for a day and they'll do anything you fucking tell them to. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see I can see these things happening. And it's almost like I I no longer feel like someone's doing it to me. It's more just, like, managerial. Like, it just seems like, I don't know, man. It's like uh, the demographics. People got a little gay and a little uh, squirt happy, and now they're just going to have to pay the price because they didn't have kids.
0: Yeah, you know, I had this revelation the other day watching, watching football because I know it's rigged, but I still have an addiction to it. And... I was like, okay, the Miami Dolphins are supposedly good this year and I'm watching them and they're losing and they're losing to a better team. And I was like, what is it in my consciousness that wants the better man to lose? Because that's what the mechanism was in me. Because it was obvious their opponent was better than them. So what was it that was making me a fanatic, a fan? What was it that had me wanting a team that was inferior to win? It was because it, they were my team. Interesting, mine, yeah. Me, me, mine, you know, mine. You know the is, is Israeli I, motto is our
1: nation right or wrong? That's literally their motto.
0: Right. And so I just drew a line in the sand in my consciousness that day. I was like, no, I'm always want the better man to win. Good
1: for you. That's really cool. I'm going to start trying to do that. Coddington, you're fired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor God. You That's literally it. the funniest thing, dude, is you browbeating that dude. It's just hilarious. If he ever does
1: a comedy special, I picture it like, just his face, and it's really serious, and it's black and white, like really intense, (laughs) and it just says, pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) No, he loves getting made fun of. I ask him sometimes. Like sometimes when I go like extra intense, even I'll be like, are you okay with how fucking much I made fun of you? And he's like, yeah, dude, I love it. It's hilarious. So anyway, uh, Um, tell me about the Dolphins.
0: Well, they were inferior. They had some good players, but they weren't executing correctly. Their coach was making bad, stupid calls. They were injured, which was meaning in a lot of ways that they weren't fit enough to play. And I'm watching this other team and they have physical superiority. They were more fit, less injured, and they weren't making as many dumb mistakes. So I was like, they're the better man. They're the better team. They deserve to win. And who cares about the expectations? Yeah. Like the expectation is actually like what a lot of the people that are dealing with anarchy is. They have an expectation that life is fair. And on the highest level, it is fair because you get what you deserve. But when you don't have that much self-awareness, if you're at the level of not having that much self-awareness, life isn't fair. So it's like a it's like a teeter-totter. The more self-awareness you have, the more God gives you like uh the notion of responsibility. And it's the inverse is also true. So like you need a certain level of self-awareness to understand the ultimate justice that that is going on but people that are in a shell people that have been injured people that have been traumatized one way or another or have been handicapped through convenience if you have the handicap of convenience you're delusional you're literally delusional so i don't like on a personal level when i notice somebody's delusional i don't even interact i don't interact with them about that Cause they're in delusion yeah. by, by their expression is like, Oh, you're delusional with this particular thing. Okay. I'll you, Hey, have at it.
1: I'm starting to be a little more yeah, like that cool. too. But then I get pissed off and start yelling about the thing I was going to say, like, for, I have like is- yeah, I have like 10 minutes where I'm like, yeah, let it be, man. You know, it's all good. If people want to live in that and I'll be like, yeah, at what age, Brian? Like I just, uh, I I can't stay chill for too long. Like I always, I always escalate.
0: Well, you're, you're in a different role than I (laughs) am.
1: I think the gambling is, um, is one reason why everything's getting so corrupt because it's like, people can't just root for the better team because money's on the line.
0: And dude, that is so the truth. Yeah, You talk about the slippery slope, it's the slippery slope. And that's what these injured, very negatively, polarized people don't understand is the slippery slope is a real thing there are certain people like i know a lot of torah observing christians and they're they're good family men and they're also they have to be torah observant if they're to have control in their life like they have to do it What do you mean? Because slippery slope. Like if they were to do one thing that was outside of the rule book, next thing, you know, they're in Tijuana, you know?
1: Oh yeah. I know guys (laughs) Like, like that too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I, I give them credit. I don't, I don't, I don't have anything wrong with them knowing that that is through their life experience. The, the boundaries that they need, need to be that explicit so that they can have a semblance of control in their life. And <laughs> there are a lot of people that are like that on, on the other side of it, right? And so you have these other people that are like, could never imagine that other people are like that. And those are the innocents. So like you were telling that guy, Brian, you are like, hey, there are people out there that want to rape and kill you like there's literally bad people out there that 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 are injurious they they have no problem exacting injury on other
1: yeah they like it
0: and a lot of the people that believe in no rules and no boundaries um they've been injured in such a way where they think that if they don't pay attention to the negative it won't happen to them
1: yeah man and the irony is is it keeps happening to them? Like sometimes uh victims just keep being victimized. It's like some of the stats are alarming about like rape. Like the same girl will be raped like five times. It's insane. Same with uh can okay, I
0: tell you can I tell you a story about like a demon?
1: Yeah. Look at me and my bike. They fucking stole my bikes at Ursa Ozarks. Like I really have this like chink in my armor. Uh with bikes like a fucking dude a a guy went all the way deep for those of you that went to the festival it's a true story a guy who's now arrested he's like been charged they went all the way down that road you know the road at the festival where there's that hunting cabin and they went he went like like a half a mile in the middle of nowhere and stole my fucking bikes bmx Mm -hmm. children's bikes
0: yeah, and it, apparently he went back twice. Like, he just didn't do it once. Like, he did it and then came back for another run. Do you like, think it was a demon? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, like, Dude, why would he do that? It, like, that's... You made an egregore. You you freaking made an egregore of a black rapper comedian that was born on your birthday, 1991. Like, you literally, like, created through space and time... Like... <laughs> <a, laughs> A a guy that's like, why, why is he, why is this psycho have my, my, my birthday on his, (laughs) on his shirt? Like, dude, it gets into some, like, there's some weird stuff out there. Like time, the time and how things work. It's a.
1: Dude, it's it's weird, man, but it's fun. If you, if you don't like, it's like a butterfly. If you don't stare at it or you don't like look at it, it just keeps flopping, coming back. But if you're like, why, why? Then it takes off. Like yesterday, I was doing this stream, and I haven't heard from Josh Wolf in years. And I'm just literally yelling like, "I see you, Wolf!" And I look at my phone; it just says, "Josh Wolf, hey man, how you doing?" And I haven't heard from him. I was just like, "Oh, okay." And people go, "Oh, it's just a coincidence." Oh, okay. It's just non-fucking-stop these synchronicities.
0: Yeah, the 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 people that believe in coincidence are not they don't have a high level of self-awareness.
1: No, May 24th.
0: I'm I'm not saying that black swan things don't occur. I'm not saying that spontaneous occurrences don't happen, but like when you say coincidence and there's a pattern that's recognized within that coincidence and it's a reoccurring thing, I'm letting you know it's not a coincidence.
1: Dude, my best friend died May 24th, 2002. Like literally my best friend. I think it was 2002, yeah. I had this dream last night where that was the day Benny was born. And I know that's just a dream, but it's like, think about the Bryson Gray thing with uh, Benny, my dog. Yeah, it's like, think about the Bryson Gray thing. He see, like the first time I've ever written to a black guy in Twitter history and just like, yeah, but do you steal bikes? Like out of nowhere, I just felt it. I'm wearing a shirt that says May 24th, 1991, never forget, he starts getting mental. Turns out he's born May 24th, 1991. And so, and my bike was stolen allegedly by a black. But, you know, there's, the case is still open. I'm trying to link it to terrorism. But, um, because <laughs> there's a statute of limitations unless I tie it into terrorism. So then my best friend, the year I moved to Los Angeles, dies in a snowboarding accident. He's a pro snowboarder. He dies in Italy. Uh, his name's Aaron Shoemaker on May 24th. Okay. He gets in a coma on May 23rd. Debt. And I I talked about that at his wake that like he had to wait the day to make it my birthday, okay? I'm pretty sure according to what I think my dog's age is, he may have been born on that day. And then I just found out that Aaron Shoemaker lives in Italy and is a Navy. There's another Aaron Shoemaker who's like life. Dude, I'll, I'll do a whole stream on it. Someone sent me, they're like, so Aaron Shoemaker lives in in Italy as a naval officer, and he looks a lot like the Aaron I knew just 20 years later, like he didn't die. It's fucking... In Italy, just happens to be in the same part of Italy where Aaron died with that unique Mm -hmm. fucking name. Aaron won X Games the first year of X Games. He was like, you know there's like a few people in this world that are just like in the story? You know what I mean? Like their lives are just interesting. Aaron was one of those guys. And so... I, of course, I realized that what I'm saying right now, oh, you need a padded room. No, I don't. It's like these, there was this movie, was it Magnolia? Or one of those movies by Paul Thomas Anderson where it starts off with these like ridiculous coincidences from history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are certain types of artists and certain types of people that see it and they're like, whoa, like that's, that's wild. And then they just keep coming and keep coming.
0: Dude, you've been Mandala affected.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In my world, it's the Mandalu.
0: It's always been Mandalu.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there might be something to retro causality. I mean, mean, if you just look at how how like a ripple is in water, it does go in every direction.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing too, is if you have a remote view, you have to use time as a vector.
1: Explain. That
0: was one... That that was one thing that General Bert Stubblebine was teaching me was like, okay, when you remote view, you usually have two people because where two or more are gathered in my name. Whoa. You know? And so you have one person that has the coordinate and the person that has the coordinate tells the person that's going to bilocate essentially. And so they were finding when they were first starting it that they're, that they were finding that the information that was coming back wasn't all that accurate until they added time to the coordinate. Interesting. And they're were, they were finding people were traveling exactly to where they said that they would be within, within the coordinate system. And, um, but they weren't in the time, they weren't in that current cut of time. And so that's the thing is like, you know, the, I, I personally have not experienced it. So I can't like say, this is an absolute, but there are people I know that have those proclivities and you have to, you have to, uh, you have to establish exactly when you're going to go to where you're going. And that gets back to frequency as location because, you could be like, say, in downtown Chicago of 1920, and it was this beautiful, like, growing, yeah, thriving yeah, yeah, city. Yeah. That's one particular type of frequency range. You go there now, and it's like, you know, crack rocks and gang violence. That's a totally different type of frequency, even though it's the quote-unquote same location, because the timing is different. You're, you're never going to step in the, in the same river twice. Like, it's impossible. So that's where things get really exciting. When you really think about the realm that we're in, like we identify, we're like, okay, I'm Christopher Gardner. I'm such and such age. And you build this story. This story has momentum. That momentum has a trajectory. It has an arc. It's just like writing, you know, you've written scripts and all the rest of it. It literally has a story arc. That's all because of a, conti- a continuity that you want.
1: You want a little gravy? People always, t- people always talk about archons and I had this thought where I'm like, what if we're the archons? Like what if it's our arc, you know, it's on like archon, like what does that mean? People are like, oh, the archons control. It's like, what if those who are capable of their own arc, like their story arc, you know, it's like you're an archon. Like you're part of the creative process, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's why I always reckon, recommend the movie, The Nines, the Ryan Reynolds movie. Tenant*. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. The Nines, like there are certain people that start to understand, oh, I write my story arc. Like I'm writing it. Either You can look at it two ways. You could say, oh, I'm fully aware of God's will for me and that's happening and or... You could say, I'm, I, I'm manifesting. Either way, it's the same resultant. And those are the nines. And then you have some eights that have like a hint of it. They kind of a little bit, they see the nines and understand what's happening with the nines, but there's still a little bit too much resistance within their own system. And then the majority are sevens.
1: Yeah. And I was thinking about how uh, time travel... You know cuz I've always had an issue with time travel cuz it's like well you would affect the, you would affect you know if you go back in time you would affect something which changes you know the timeline so you never would have went back in time blah blah but what if when you talk about frequency as a location like what if the only people that would ever be able to do that wouldn't affect anything like what if it's like it man this is getting a little gravy yeah. gravy heavy but it's like What if you're in like an equation or an algorithm based on your frequency that you're only allowed to if that wouldn't happen, so it can't happen? You know what I'm saying?
0: I totally understand it. And this is a notion that um, I I, uh, interviewed Professor Longo last night.
1: Nice, uh, I love that guy.
0: Dr. Longo's little brother. And he turned me on to this guy, Alfred North Whitehead. You ever hear of that professor of philosophy at (laughs) Harvard? No. He's the dude that Terrence McKenna stole his entire shtick.
1: Yeah, because McKenna it, seems fake to me, even though he has a little gravy, but he seems like a, like a mimic, rep, like system replica of some other knowledge, you know?
0: Yeah, so this guy, he was a, like a 200 IQ, like, like savant of uh, savants. And he was, he was essentially echoing, I just read about 20 pages of, of the only book of his I could get online. And he was echoing what Schauberger was talking about. So, Schauberger essentially said, nature doesn't push, nature pulls. Because, like, the way you can think of it is a straw, a straw has a given volume, right? If you blow through the straw, you know, just a normal blow, on the end of the straw, you'll have a certain amount of pressure. If you give the same amount of energy to sucking, You have fourteen times the amount of power going in.
1: Yeah, amount. yeah, yeah.
0: So what Shawberger was showing is is what all the naturalists that that showed what cavity structure effect is is that it's not that an animal decides that from its own will it's going to go to X. X is pulling it to it, and so uh um, alfred north whitehead he's like no in the future there's a singularity in the future we're all one with god it goes back to the whole nazi like potential is solid that's pulling us towards it we're not being pushed from the past we're being pulled to the future
1: whoa yeah, yeah yeah that's awesome
0: and there's there's this there's this uh, I forget all the different terminology of like what that point would be, and I think that I think that's a, a variable. I think we have unique experiences and unique um, continuities. I, I don't think God likes repeats, but that's just my projection. I don't I don't really know.
1: Longbow, Wongbo um, just said, "Is every prayer a story?" art? yeah, that's that's the power. Prayer's really powerful, man. It's just like speaking your will, like what you're asking your creator is super powerful.
0: Definitely, definitely. And when you pray, you're doing you're you're admitting you need help. And if you understand true humility is being pulled forward, like you're being pulled forward when you're completely humiliated, when you're completely humbled by life, you're still being pulled forward. When you pray, you're like, I can't do this alone. Like, like you're admitting there's an admission in consciousness that you need help. Right. Yeah. And there, that has this suction that, that has this energy that is pulled forward. And the argument is, is that the, the, the completed Owen or the, the completed Topher, that's what's pulling you to that point. Your completed self.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Dude, I, had to, I I got some gravy for it. Cause like, we both know that there are uh, engines, like you, you would geek out with this one guy. I'm just gonna keep it real vague. Cause it's legit destabilizing for the entire world economy with serious consequences. But like an engine, let's just say hypothetically, just hypothetically that can run forever on magnets with no anything. So those exist. And so one thing I've noticed is those guys, when they push it, the men in black really do stop you. So it's like, guys, you can believe it or not. I know people are gonna, oh, how dare you? There are engines that need no input whatsoever that can run forever just on magnets. All right. So I understand why the system shuts that down because it would destabilize our dower, the entire energy system, geopolitics. It's it's not as simple as people think it, like there is a destabilizing force to that, but there is a pull to it, too. So it's like if you push it, there are serious consequences like they don't they don't kill you, but they definitely shut down your ability to market this and they uh you know, uh, and if you push, 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 they, uh, they, there's like wings of the governance system that are mind-blowingly interesting. And some of those lights in the sky, there's tech up there that are a, it's a hundred percent real that do things that you can't imagine. and they don't need gasoline or so. but we're so far away from that that to push it. It, there's a major resistance, but the pull is absolutely there. And I think for those of us that survive, you know, our families and our bloodlines and our and our culture and our knowledge, I think the future that's pulling at us does have like infinite energy. I think like it's and, and apparently the the engine's very, very simple. It's just magnets. Yeah. And like because mm-hmm. you know that that funny joke where uh, there's a meme of a car with a magnet on a string and it's just pulling the car and it's Patrick Bateman he says, why the fuck not? Or something. There's way more truth to that than people want to understand. Like the pull of a magnet is an infinite source of power. Like it, you can, a little kid can see it. You just have a magnet and just pull something. Okay. Now you can structure an engine and create infinite energy, but like Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to push it. It has to be pulled. And that's, and I'm totally fine with that. Like I totally get that. Like people will go crazy pushing at the patent office or trying to take things to market or, and it's like, you, you can't make something like that happen because the world isn't ready. Like it isn't, it isn't natural yet, you know?
0: So like, like, so it's so cool. Cause you're an artist and I'm an artist. How many projects have you gotten into? Like an art, something you're creating where you get, like, a third of the way into it, and it has a life of its yeah, own. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 totally.
0: It, it takes you, and, like, like, you end up being, like... Like, I didn't see it going that way. Like, I had no idea, like... And it just... It it literally... The artifice, you know, artificial, the artifice, it's pulling you towards it. And the artist was always seen as the, as the uh, psychopomp because the artist... Is the one that has enough alertness and sensitivity to actually be drawn to the novel. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's what the muse is. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, the muse, the muse inspires, right? So it adds the energy, and then the artist is the one that is like has the sensitivity to grab and like bring that idea to life. Yeah, it's like the sculptor. I used to know a
1: sculptor. I was like, how'd you do that? And he was like, it's always been there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Gravy.
0: And the, the thing is, is and I see this a lot in people's astrological charts. Some people will never start that process. It's not, in their, it's not in their being to start. How many projects, and I know this for a fact with you, how many projects have you started not even caring how it ended up?
1: Everyone. Coddington, you're fired. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, totally. I do it all the time. It's just fun doing it. Like, we're writing this movie right now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's like the best. It's just like love or sex or any of that stuff when, when it comes to connecting with a woman. Is, like, the lower the expectations and the more you just let things happen, the better. And I try to tell that with guys trying to attract a woman because I know guys that are, like, studs and rich, And they can't get chicks because they're like, they're like always pushing. And that might work on like a really meek woman or something. But if you just let go and just let things happen the way they're supposed to, it's actually mind blowing the shit that can, that just starts happening. And it's just like that with art. It's like, you don't, you don't chase it. Like my last special was the first time I ever did any of those jokes on stage. It's just like, which is insane to do as a comedian. I don't think most people understand how absolutely fucking unheard of that is to just go on Mm -hmm. stage and do an hour and record it without ever trying any of the jokes. It's never been done. But it's like, I'm in this zone where it's, and granted, I could have done a better job and if I would worked on it, sure. But I am in this zone where I'm like, sure. You know, it's like every stream, just fucking hit the button. Let's do this. And it works really well when you're in the proper zone, let things pull you, you know, just like, here we are now. Hey, look, look at what we've discovered. It's, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm.
0: And so it, it's really neat to watch. I, like all the artistic types I know, they'll, they'll enter an endeavor and they'll allow the endeavor to kind of take control. And the people that don't, the people that have say like an identification, like we were talking about earlier, like that has to be a certain way. That's usually when you get a crap product.
1: I think it's good when both work together. Like that's why I love Buzz Killington because like, I like that I can be pulled and Buzz Killington uh, can do the logistics because just being pulled without logistics can become a shit show. So it's really good when those two forces merge.
0: Yeah, well, he's more in the, he's not actually like, so he's in the creative process from the business and logistics perspective. His mind works perfectly like that. That's a great synergy. Your mind is more of like following the the spontaneous impulse. Yeah. The spontaneous impulse is is pulling you forward. Like, you know, a lot of people don't know the bit in like in the Byzantine Empire and like the ancient Greeks... Like they looked at reading as if you read, you were cutting off the muse. Whoa. They wanted the muse at the highest regard. They wanted you to be like open to being pulled by, by the fates, by being pulled by novelty. That was the highest. That's why men of renown men of great wealth didn't, They didn't work. (laughs) Their education was only to learn, like learn enough, learn the classics and like actually learn the capacity to communicate very well, but they were not being trained to be worker bees because in their mind, reading and working hard did not actually allow for the, for this like, like incredible amount of energy to go towards the novelty. Curtis
1: Stone would have been great at that. It's really
0: amazing. Could you- <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're saying, though. I know what you're saying. I get like that, too. And I don't even watch comedy. I mean, I'll watch the Bears, but people send me clips. And I'm like, I don't want to muddle it. Because if I watch too much comedy, I don't know where mine's coming from. Like, it's it's weird. It's like. That happens to me a lot now. Like people will send me com- like clips. I won't. They're like, "What'd you think of that clip?" I'm like, "I won't. I don't want to watch it." They're like, "Why?" I'm like, "I'm tuned. Like I don't want to fucking have someone else's thoughts in my head."
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel you. I used to do that with a. I would say put put the best like put up like Adam Vinatieri. Put a poster up of the best player, and that's the only thing you give attention to. That's cool. That way your consciousness, your con- it's like a tuning fork, right? Exactly. Like that's your attention. So like if you're already at the height of rhetoric, why would you give attention to, to BS rhetoricians? Like that makes no sense.
1: Yeah, it, mud- it like muddies it. And it, and there's, yeah. like yesterday I did this stream where we are like reviewing Ben Shapiro's new rap. And I, uh, like with this dude, I did this dude Elijah's uh, show. And uh, you could see, because I could see my own face, when they would cut to me, it was like pure disgust. And I was like trying to be like, I was like, like I'm doing bits. I was like, you know, I was like, instead of 8 Mile, his movie would be Nine Eleven Mile. You know, I'm like giving him, I'm giving him bits. But I'm like, I can't even interact with this. This is fucking like a, an Indian shitting in the street. Like I don't, I, I want nothing. And it, we're like trying to, I'm like, dude, this this to me sounds like 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 just a screaming baby goat as it's being ripped out. I'm like, it's fucking awful and I want nothing to do with it. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, isn't he stupid? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was a fun it was a fun little little thing. I said that he's marketing cringe. You know, he's like doing a cringe pump and dump and he sells cringe to both sides of a conflict to make sure he makes enough money with his cringe. Like I'm doing funny Jew jokes and stuff, but I'm like I can't, I, I can't be in that world. You know, I'm making fun of the Taylor Swift thing. Cause in the gravy realm, it's like the Swift system against the gold standard of San Francisco. Like there's gravy there. Like they're using Taylor Swift for something fucking interesting. So that's why I'll talk about, uh, you know, I'll talk about, I'll like, i like, i like engage in that gossip humor, but I can't look yeah. at Ben Shapiro fucking rapping. I just, it's insane.
0: What 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 is the, um, like, what's the mainstream narrative of why he was doing the rap? Like, what's the purpose? He's like, he's like, it's me. He's like, he's like, Dr. Dreidel.
1: You know, it's like horrible. Like, Coddington probably thinks it's hilarious, but it's just like, and then he's bragging about usury. He's like, I get you on compound interest, dog. And I'm like, well, and <laughs> I'm like, when when the economy's tanking and a lot of people are hungry and the middle class is going down, I'm like my advice to the Jews is, you know, don't brag about putting people in unpayable compound interest debt, or, or unless you want, you know, I'm like you should change your names and uh, stop stop bragging about your crimes. I just I can't I I mean I think that he's so rich at this point and so spoiled and so entitled. He hasn't. talk about permeability. This happens to the elite too, the rich. They'll get so much money that they get like a house for their cars. I was talking to Elijah about this because he's experienced the same shit as me. They'll have like a whole house for their cars, and they're fucking miserable. Like their whole purpose is now material, and they have nothing to talk about. They're like, "Do you want do you want the, this whiskey? It's like a million dollars." And you're like, eh, you know, I got to go home." They're like, "Fucking, you think you're better than me?" And then and then like Shapiro is like. I, I'm a, I'm a famous rapper. I'm going to be a famous rapper. And they're just so fucking lost. And it's like just paying off your debt and having a family. And like my mission every day is like my animals, the bears coming up with gravy, playing piano. I couldn't be fucking happier. Even though right now I'm a little grumpy. I had a late night cookie and I didn't sleep great. But, uh, <laughs> but it's like yeah. chasing that material shit And you can be rich. I would have no problem with super wealthy people. Like in my area, it's the woods. They own like thousands of acres. They supply all the food to all the farms. They're like a nobility class. Love those people. Wouldn't be surprised if they were like a Great. Mm -hmm. But they have purpose and they're family driven and they're like logos driven and morally driven. When you look at these ass clowns that are given to us as idols, they're so fucking miserable. Like pure miserable. Yeah, I'm MC interest rate. It's unbelievable. It's so fucking disgusting. Little dreidel made me laugh. Sicilian bear, unbelievable. You're banned for life.
0: Uh, uh, I forget how long ago it was, but you had brought up, you had the hunch that the Jews and the Catholics were the same coin. Oh yeah, yeah, the pit and
1: the pedestal, yeah. Same exact thing. Yeah,
0: you you made the metaphor. Well, dude, that's being played out so perfectly right now. Right? So earlier we are talking about Central America and Central America is Latin America. So the Latin America, you can think Latin America is under the the thumb of the, of the Universalists, the Catholics, right? Well, ca- the I'm learning that the Catholics were like the nouveau riche of the old empire. And the the real Roman Empire was the Byzantine Empire, and it went east, right? And so that whole uh, mystical connection to nature and direct connection to God and all that, that was more of like the Byzantine Empire. And then you have the Catholics that were like, no, we're the arbiter of God. You pay us. Yeah, and, and when they took over Western Europe, pretty much it was the Dark Ages. <laughs> so the Byzantine Empire falls. Constantinople is raised to the ground by the Moors. Those guys come back to to Western Europe, and then you have the Renaissance. Woo! But here's the thing: my parents. This is uh, this is kind of a bad thing to admit, but it's it's funny. Growing up in South Florida where I was was we were around a lot of Nouveau Rich Jews. Like it was just it was just the way it was, man. It was the eighties, people was cocaine, lawyers, like woohoo.
1: Fake tits. That's how they I, really got the money. What's that? Plastic surgery, fake tits everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's it was where the like Jews not,
1: made so much money, it was those those tits.
0: It it was that, and then all the lawyers with all the insurance scams and yeah, everybody yeah, getting yeah. sued, like It was crazy. And, um, like part, one of my classmates was the nephew of Dell, like Dell computers. Like that, that was like the level of wealth that the school I went to had. It was nuts. And I was like the poor boy (laughs) and my dad made a good living, but I was like poor relative to these, to these people. And so, but in my family line, my family was German, the, like the the Kuntz and the Maisels and the Baumgartners. They were like the old Austro-Hungarian, you know, very Germanic line of of people. and my my grandmother, my mother's mother, she had these high cheekbones and like these like piercing green eyes and platinum blonde hair with no, she didn't put anything in her hair. God love my mother, but my my grandmother was like a 10. <laughs> and so that always made my mother insecure, even though she was a really good looking woman. But either way, I remember my grandmother, she was a lady of leisure in the sense that she never had to work a day in her life. Her parents Her parents had set her up. And whenever I go over to her house, she would be smoking on the back porch just so like calm and like regal. Right. Yeah. It talking about my school and like all the kids with the BMWs and the, and the Porsches and the, in the Mercedes. And she was like, Jew money. Nouveau <laughs> <laughs> riche That's hilarious. So true. And, and it was like, that stuck with me because there was like this, like difference. There was this difference with needing to be seen and not needing to be seen. And it it was like the old empire had been there, done that, and didn't need to like actually be seen. It was actually a liability
1: to be seen. Like some of those lines, they don't want you to know how rich they are versus the Jew money where they're like, did you see my watch, Mama? It's five hundred thousand dollars. I left the, the tag right on it. Look at me. You know, it's like real money wants to play it chill. You know, they don't. They don't want you. You know, because it's it's a liability. I mean, they like they see power in influence and in like ownership of like systems. You yeah. know, they don't see it in like fucking watches, unless you like watches. You know, like. I know actual wealth people that are like they might have a million dollar watch, but it's because they like love the like the symmetry of it and the art of it. The fucking Jew money. They're just like, oh, did you know that I got this for five hundred thousand
0: dollars? And you're like,
1: oh, it's just so gross. Yeah, so the the
0: the picture that I'm painting is like the Catholic Jew victim thing that's going on in the externalization of authority, that play that you had brought up where one needs the other
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that you can tell is more of the disconnected nouveau riche type of consciousness in the sense that it's never really had a seat at the table.
1: Totally. Absolutely. It's never,
0: it's never had that, so it wants that. It's like hungry for that. And so it compromises its morality constantly to get that seat at the table.
1: Yeah, it's like the white guy in the black gang. You know, it's like the one who's yeah. the craziest because like he doesn't ever feel like he belongs. So you can get him to do anything. <laughs> so true, oh, man. man. I, we, we talk about stod money, me and my buddy up here, we're always like, that's not stod." You know, like that level of money in Switzerland where like they just want to know more about you, almost like you're a zoo animal. Like it's not like they're like, hey, you're not allowed to interact with me and Taylor Swift. It's more just like, so where do you come from? It's almost like they're talking to you like you're a fucking talking horse from Narnia, you know, and that's pretty cool. I, I like that a lot more than uh, than Jew money. Jew money is. It's so insecure and gross. Like real sh*tad
0: money is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. The the I have only interacted with two billionaires that I've, uh, that I knew of. There could have been others. And the one the one that I interacted with the most, she was the heiress, one of the heiresses to uh, Barclays, and she was like sh*tad money.
1: But didn't she like to be treated badly or something like?
0: No, she she tested her boundaries. She was trying to test boundaries with me. So, you know, she... When I was first starting to work with her, she did this thing where she would, like, call me up and, like, try and get me to go there when I wasn't scheduled to go there. And one time I was... It was like, you know... It was in the evening. I had already gotten home. She's like, can you come over now? I really need you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. And she just kept upping the ante of how much she'd pay me. And then I finally just had to tell her, I'm like, look, I'm not a hooker. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna come tomorrow when I'm scheduled. And she was just doing it to to see what, what I was.
1: Yeah, 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 are totally. you for sale. And from that yeah. point,
0: And from that point on, she actually was a great client. She treated me very, very well. Like, she never tried to push a boundary like that. Yeah, she wanted to see if you were
1: a slave. That's what she was doing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Oh, and Silly wants to know, BB, can you ask Garner to tell the demon story he was going to say before? I'm sorry, I cut you off from a demon story. Do you remember the demon story?
0: God. Silly Bear, can you
1: be more specific? So the demon story... Were we talking about my cookie demon or when I was like, you think that's a demon? And you were like, oh, definitely. What the fuck was that? We're talking about something. Shit, I was like, you think that was a demon that gets people to do that? Oh, about, uh, it was about my bike being stolen. Like, do you think a, d- a demonic influence, like, got that guy to do it? Maybe Silly Barrel remember. And you might, you were, I think you were going to tell a story when I was, uh, I rudely interrupted you about May 24th and I went on my schizophrenic rant, but uh, it was about like, I go, do you think that was a demon that did that? And you're like, yeah, because like, why would that guy be motivated to go that deep into the middle of fucking nowhere to find a little kid's bike?
0: Well, I think it could be a combination of demon. And then also you emotionally anchoring things. Yeah, because you are such the male polarity, you can anchor emotion very, very well. And whenever you anchor emotion and let's say, let's say 100 people have that emotion connected to a story. And let's say that story is about a bike being stolen. It's going to happen. Why do you think people... Why do you think these corporate oligarch entities that we know of that can just print money ad infinitum still have marketing? Because we are the asset our emotional. Body so true, is, man, is the most important asset that there is. And so they're not doing marketing for profit, share loss. It's for, it, it's for literally tilting consciousness to allow it to be relative to happen.
1: Oh, fuck, it's so true. Yeah, someone said, yeah, and Gardner said, want me to tell you a demon story. People want a demon story that you were gonna tell me. And they're gonna be curious. uh,
0: I told this demon story, I think I told it to Mike Williams, and that's when I heard you bring my name up, back in the day. And this demon story is very relevant because it was like, it was when I understood that they don't have any power, they only have influence. So like I was part of an ashram and the guru got compromised by an, an, an entity. And this entity, we were all at dinner and we were kind of having a wrap up meeting of like pretty much saying why we're closing our doors, right? And during the meeting, he was talking and I saw this like black foggy energy leave his body and every person it it touched, their energy was dropping. Like I was, I was looking and I was like, I was kind of dumbfounded. Like I thought I was having like a crazy moment in the sense of like, this is like, Number one, I was like, why is nobody else witnessing this?
1: Was there Pajit's? What's that? Was there Pajit's around? Was it a Pajit demon? No,
0: no, no, no. And they're all gringos, even though we were in Costa Rica. And so I'm watching everybody's like valence drop. And I was like, I, I started to feel this fear come up in me. like, what the F is going on? Like, this is just nuts. And then, as he's like spewing his lies and everything like that, everybody's dropping, diminishing, diminishing. And then this light dropped down through my head, went out of my chest, hit him, and this thing retracted into him. So I'm freaking out. Like, I'm like, no, everybody's energy comes back. Everybody acts like it's status quo. I'm not even knowing if what I experienced was real, but it was real to me. So after the dinner, my best friend who's the the shaman that I'm always telling you about. I'm like, dude, um, were you aware of what was going on? And I explained to him what I experienced. And he was like, Yeah, I was wondering like why my energy was dropping and all this stuff. And I was like, and then we sat there and like he tuned in. And he was like, Oh man, God, yeah. I kind of went into this like funk, and I had no idea. as I was, like, kind of lost. So we are, we are at this campsite and I started to walk back to my tent. And when I was walking to my tent, it was through this little cut of the forest and I felt this presence and I turned around and this entity rushed me. Like it literally rushed me and I, and I froze like I was, I was like, you know, you hear the term scared to death. It was like a like one of those uh, moments from like The Ring, like when somebody gets so scared they're like frozen. Yeah. Like I had I had this like and I, I like I couldn't breathe and I was frozen and then my guardian angel was behind me and she's like she's like take a breath and I go oh. and then she explained to me she's like demons have no power they only have influence
1: and i was like
0: then i and she's like breathe and i i i started to like continue to breathe And this thing that was in front of me this thing that was so gruesome like it shifted into something that was beautiful like this like this almost this like asexual perfect symmetry I've heard like, that
1: before from someone else that
0: that happened to somebody else I know it went from being like the most gruesome like like most yep. frightful thing I had ever experienced to being this like ultra seductive like, and I was like, and she she just kept reminding me, breathe. And then I remembered all the training I did with meditation where I started to breathe. And I know I, I identified with this whole thing as being real. I was giving it energy and then I just relaxed enough to recognize, ah, this is just happening. And the second I had that release in my system, it disappeared. And from that moment I had been, essentially free of the energy that had sponsored me in the ashram cuz i i was under demonic attack like there was there was um there was a malevolent energy that i let in cuz i was permeable i was hurt trauma blah 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 and i that energy feasted on me And it 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 brought me to this point where it had now started putting people that I loved in danger, and then that's when I drew the line and I started to put my boundaries up and started to understand what was happening. And then, like just like a couple months after that instance, is when I actually came in contact with General Burt, and he was the one that had started the remote viewing. Uh, program for the United States Army, and I told him my experience and my near death experience and all that, and he was like, "Oh, do I have something to tell you?" <laughs> <laughs> and he really like started like busting down all these conceptions I had. Like we were talking earlier about timelines, uh, geography, material, like. Because he was in a, he was like he was old. He was like eighty eight years old, something like that. Um, maybe eighty nine. He was almost ninety and but still had a fit mind, very loving man. And in a way, he was like a surrogate father figure for me. He was like this very benevolent, even though I like he hired me, I was his employee, like his permaculture employee. Um, we had such this simpatico relationship because I could talk about these like very sense, like these uh, very um, occulted topics with him. And he was like the father of systema- systematizing the occult. Like he literally like, he systematized the whole process of how to do remote viewing, which for those of you that don't know, that's by location. That's a that's a a very real technology.
1: That movie, Men Who Stare at Goats, is about him, right?
0: I think yeah, one of the characters in there. I think the uh, Jeff Bridges character.
1: Yeah, and they mock is, him because it like because it's like real, and they don't want you to know.
0: yeah absolutely like the whole Clooney character and all that stuff yeah and and to the day he died he was like railing he's the guy who like tuned me in and had me look at all of the real source documents about the UN because he had moved to Panama because he and his then wife they had gotten ousted from the United States they were like Jennifer Daniels they got ousted for being terrorists and they were uh, essentially going around trying to educate people on this whole sustainable building scam that was going on. And, and they were trying to educate people on like whenever you see sustainable entering in through like whatever zoning commission or whatever, that that's, that's the UN coming in and essentially taking away private property.
1: Do you think it's working at all or do you think we kind of stopped it?
0: I think in South Florida, my mother is very active in writing her congressman and and she's very active in in the Fort Lauderdale like better business community. And almost all of the storefronts have been converted to private public use, which is the sustainable development. And, And it's a turkey shoot. Like when I tell you, you how bad they've made all the intersections and all the traffic in, in downtown Fort Lauderdale because what they did was before what you'd have is you'd have your storefront away from the road and you'd have the parking lot close to the road well they switched everything where now the buildings are directly on the road you have to drive through the building. So there's only one way in and one way out. And then you park either in the building or behind the building. So it essentially makes it a turkey shoot. Like if you have anything that goes wrong in that ingress or egress, there's no way of getting out of the parking lot. And they've done that to the entire city. And the, and the thing is, Florida is unlike other cities because it's a commuter city. It's probably a lot like L.A.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like you, everybody drives everywhere. There is no public transportation. And so, and they keep with funny money, like my wife and I laugh at it because she was in commercial real estate before I yanked her out of Babylon in Florida. And they keep selling these high rise buildings and they keep getting funding for it. And there's no one in them. What There's are they no doing? Like what it. is it just uh what what's going on? Like what what's the purpose of that? It's it's just to make money. To literally make money. It's to create loans.
1: Yeah, it's like that's it. That's fucking it, man. Don't don't you feel like it's the end of the Ponzi, or do you think they can just keep grappling themselves out of all this?
0: Well, I mean, I really appreciate the whole bear community thing in the sense that it's like, okay. Have kids, provide, be real, have 10 friends within 10 miles. That whole thing is awesome. But we're really in the minority. (laughs) Like, when you look at the demographics, and I have to be honest, I don't give that much attention to the world. But like when I go fly and see my mother, and I know Fort Lauderdale very well because that's where I grew up. Dude, it is a shit show. First of all, you go anywhere. People used to be really good looking in Florida. Like you used to go down to the elbow room and go down to Fort Lauderdale Beach. Like people like looked good and wanted to look good. They don't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't, you don't, you don't see the like you just don't see it. And um and you see this very asexual, like in the in a lot of the young people in the cityscapes you see like a lot of colored hair. That's really short. Like even if it's not like a lesbian woman, it looks like a lesbian woman, you know, it's sort of like the endomorphic pear shape thing going on a lot. And then the new fashion that they've put out there is such that it doesn't actually hold the hourglass figure of a woman. Well, you know, all, all the new fashion that's out there is it's so unattractive and So I get like a very asexual vibe because I know you and I were very overstimulated in that way when we were coming up, but it was still kind of fun because it's like a vivacious energy, especially with the youth. And like, I knew like if I was going out as a young man, I was looking for good looking girls to mac on. Like, that's just not happening. Yeah, if I was young
1: now, I would've gotten a wife at like 16. Right. (laughs) Like there is no, like back, back, yeah.
0: Back in the nineties when we were coming up, dude, like you went out to like meet people. That was the whole point. Like you're, you're doing that to have yeah, fun yeah, and yeah. meet people. And there was sort of like this snappiness, like a, like an edge in the energy. And um,
1: that's gone wow, now, right? Like, Cause I know Fort Lauderdale well too. I used to do the Fort Lauderdale uh, improv at the hard rock. And yeah, I watched year by year by year it go downhill. It was like when I first went there, first time I headlined there was probably 2007. Electric, like everyone's young and good looking and laughing and partying. By 2012, 13, 14, it was like, you gotta smoke. You know, it's just like, I, I watched that happen to Denver. Denver used to be, Unbelievable. Like you went The Denver uh, Comedy Works, I think that's what it's called. Everybody was like, just like really attractive and athletic and vibrant. They made eye contact. And, and then like when we had that last tour, I had to perform in a fucking children's museum because I was banned from all the theaters. And they had just legalized like heroin. Everyone looked like shit. There was like homeless people everywhere people were fat, they were miserable. They just, it was like, I've just watched it happen. You know, my, where I live now, it's great. Everyone's got kids. Everyone's like healthy and people, you know, I know that it can get rough to, to think about how we're on the minority, but that's, that's like b- being elite, you know, it's like.
0: It totally, is, you have an advantage. That's the yeah, thing exactly. like the 1% that people like to bitch about, they have a real advantage. <laughs> So if if you choose if you choose in your consciousness that you're not going to be a victim, that your awareness will match your responsibility level, because that's the way it works, if if you choose that and you anchor in that and you and you go for it, you're gonna have a, a tremendous opportunity because like, like we have all the means of production available to us now.
1: That's so like, interesting. All. It's so cool. Like we can start businesses, run businesses. Like like the tech that you guys are working on is great. You know, like just you and I, my buddy. I'm, I set you up with with the boilers and all that. Like the future is super interesting. It's just going to be fat and ugly and depressed and drug addicted in cities. And, and like Fort Lauderdale he- used to be awesome. I used to love Miami. All the other comics that always bitch about Miami. But because they like that masculine comedy there, I would crush in Miami with all the Cubans. um, Because they don't like soft. They didn't like commie, SJW shit. So, like, every every famous comedian hated fucking Miami. And I loved it. And because you would dominate it. Everybody was, like, young and crushed. Now, it just looks like shit. There's so much, like, just material, gay, fat, crime. It just looks, and I I know I sound like I'm, I'm bitter. I'm really not because like, I love my area. My area looks great. A lot. There's parts of the country that still are cool, but you know, it's just fucking gross. Huh?
0: It definitely, and the people like have a little historical context. Anything that has a beginning has a middle, has an end. Like that's just the way it goes. Yeah. So the life cycle of an area being great, it can't be great the entire time. Like it just can't like everything has its time in place. Like it, you gotta understand frequency is location. So the heyday of Fort Lauderdale was like 1965. That's where my mother is still living in her mind. It's like, this is 1965 Fort Lauderdale. And I'm like, mom, it's 2025. This place is horrible and it's expensive to be horrible. (laughs) Yeah, why is it so expensive there you think? Um, well, it's because you have all this nouveau riche, like you have everybody lending. So what that's done is because you have everybody lending to prop up these new buildings, then you have people that have these little crappy homes that can sell them for a million dollars. But then once you get cert- across a certain threshold, everybody is selling their house for a million dollars. So you think you're gonna make a lot of money, but if you wanna live in the same area, you have to spend a lot of money to to get in, right? So then you take more loans. And then before you know it, the Mexican joint where you used to be able to get like a $6 burrito is now um, a $20 burrito. (laughs) Because there's all these quote unquote millionaires that live there. And it's all, it's all funny money.
1: Dude, and people blame the government. I'm like that it's usury, It's, it's usury interest lending. And the government used to have it illegal. They let it be legal, and now it's a nightmare. So it's like, that's why I always say I want more government, more regulation. It's not that the government is causing inflation. It's every single loan is causing inflation. And people are going nuts with that shit. Like, nuts. Mm-hmm. And that's why, yeah, and don't they, don't you think people are going to relearn the the reality of usury and sodomy? Well, they will, but
0: it'll be through catastroph. Catastrophe.
1: Yeah, let's talk catastrophe, and then I'll read the Super Chats. Do you see this collapsing, or are we just going to flicker around grabbly for a while now? What do, what do you see coming?
0: Uh, it'll be catastrophic in the sense that, like, nobody's preconceived notion of what the United States was is going to survive. Like, the preconceived notion, like, the egregore of the 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 land of the free, home of the brave, that egregore that was like so, you know, instilled. That is for the responsible person. That is for the person that takes responsibility and owns their, their life as himself and does not, I guess you would say, uh, have an externalized authority figure the the people that actually think that they're owed something the people that think that they're you know um entitled which a lot of like the when you get spoiled over a very long time you're entitled right you're like a spoiled little brat the catastrophe to the brat is simply not having convenience
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, that's true that's
0: the that, that's the catastrophe so me i i am like i love the united states but i'm a weirdo i love it because people what they throw out here is gold in other countries like stuff that i had to wait for for months in costa rico or india it's literally people's trash here it's literally they're like oh can you take this can you can can you take this can you and it's like being so spoiled for so long that that the people don't even understand what it is that they have here. And so, for people that are like you know reaching for the ring, I I think that that level of convenience, when when the money switches over to the universal basic income, and people haven't hedged it with silver and they haven't hedged it with land and they haven't hedged that with uh, their their own food that they make, they're going to have like this real, like, Oh, Oh. And I think at the same time, you're going to have the AI stuff really be like the new drug of choice.
1: AI is wild. Huh? I mean, the shit AI can do now, like commercially, they can just take someone's picture and make a porno, like make you like a porno person. Yeah. Like I'm I'm telling people, I'm like Sharia law is going to be begged for by women. Like, can you imagine if you like put up your bikini pic and then you realize that you're on a porno site, like getting gang banged and no one can tell the difference that it's not really you. That's absolutely here now. It just hasn't Mm -hmm. been normalized yet. Yeah. And it's fucking, you know, I I think during the decline of decadence, I think we get, you know, that's why dudes like us are pretty avant-garde. So it's not like I'm some fucking Islamic like agent or like somebody pushing. I'm just like, get used to the ideas of Sharia law, because that's going to be the response when usury collapses, birth rates gone. You know, you can make AI porn out of a woman's body. You know, it's like, look at what Sharia law is. You know, when you go when your when your streets are no longer free of bandits and pirates and then like women have to be accompanied in public. You're right? It's like I, it's I,
0: So I have a direct cor- corollary to that. I was in Amsterdam in 2014 with with my girlfriend at the time. And she was a very attractive woman and we're we're walking through the red light district. And there were some unsavory characters that I could see that were probably about 50 paces away. And it's the red light district. It's like, it's seedy, like it's, you know, super gross. And I saw them and my, my cackles went up and they usually don't go up. Like I'm not somebody that gets scared, but when I do feel that response, I act on it. So I immediately grabbed her and turned her, and I'm like, I gave her no choice. Like, this wasn't a negotiation. I'm like, we're not walking. We're going this way. And I just took her out of the zone of danger. And, dude, she lit up like a Christmas tree. They love it. Because she was a Belgian woman who had never, she told me as a 35-year-old woman, she had never had a man protect her.
1: That's why they love Muslims. Everyone wants to pretend they're all getting raped. I'm like, by Muslims, I'm like, nah, dude, these women are gravitating towards men that are like very protective because their men have failed them so miserably. They couldn't conserve the female bathroom. Like, they can't go into a bathroom without a guy with a dick. And they're like, well, I don't want to offend, I don't want to offend Carol. And so that's that, like, I'm just reporting the obvious inevitable for people, whether they want to hear it or not. I don't give a shit. But like, don't you see that being the future when you get more and more, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like the trust level in this country is just plummeting. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're not going out like your kids aren't leaving their bikes out. You know, your kids aren't like because when I was growing up, there really was this element where you could just like play in the streets when the lights uh, when the streetlights came on come in no one does that now because it's it's not safe you know and it's right. like that's gonna get like when the dollar really starts getting fucked with you're gonna all this shit that all these people are begging for these anarchists when they see it it's gonna be ugly
0: mm-hmm. yeah I, I totally agree that's why I moved to a state that has a concealed and carry like yeah Missouri's carry. great. Yeah, and like there's actual property rights in the state. It's like one of the few states. Well, not few. There's over 20 states that have like legitimate colonial rights to land. Um, yeah, man. I <laughs> I really think the the center, like like we were saying earlier, like this country really was like the only thing that kept the world from going fully into like the quagmire. And I think the people that are really brash with saying that they don't want government, they haven't been to places where there isn't that much government.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're insane. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, me and Buzz have- Killington think? We we think that it's like a chessboard and the world's going to collapse in on literally like Missouri and then expand back out again. Like it's going to be like the, the quote unquote tyranny, but it's going to be from less regulation, less moral authority. It's going to be from like this anarchist do as that will shit. It's gonna keep going, and and like you know, it's gonna compress into uh, into Missouri, and then it's gonna expand back out again when we win.
0: I I I could totally see that because the, it seems like the coastal areas, like we talked about, semi permeability and permeability. The the communist forces that have been you know. I guess you say legislative in this country, they've kind of allowed the borders to be permeable. And just like you're saying, like the women really like the fact that there is like a man protecting them. You're gonna have like in a few years, you're gonna have people being like, really like, no, no, we need this border now. Like this is like, like this isn't. You're probably going to see like state to state borders in certain areas. Like it's, it, it's going to get like the other side of the polarity is going to swing through. And do you think that's why I'm getting all my, what's that?
1: You think the, the eclipse is, uh, is going to be a factor here.
0: Oh yeah, of course.
1: And what were you going to say? That's why you're getting all your
0: what? I, I don't think my family is going to fly much in the next, after the next couple of years. I've had the instinct being at airports. Like I've had that cackles thing occur, like of like like seeing the new the new wave of of pilots and like seeing like the new wave of people that are stewardesses and then like looking at the people in the tarmac and stuff. I don't think it's a safe proposition. It's not like it was 15
1: years ago or 10 years ago. I agree. I'm I'm feeling the same way. were super chats. Yeah, hackles is a good way to put it. I've been getting, and it's like if, I, people can say you're paranoid. Oh, you know, you're. It's like almost zero chance of crashing, all that. But you are. You do get this feeling of just like this place feels wrong. You know, it just does. Like they're hiring like black lesbians to fly planes. Like it's like remember Soul Plane when that used to be a fucking comedy? That's reality now. It is. Fucking Soul Plane. <laughs> Snakes on a plane. It's happening. Codsworth. Nigga! Have you seen my? Have you seen my button?
0: <laughs> no, I only listen to you, so I, I don't see I don't this don't actually my, see the props.
1: This is my liability shield. A. Stole my bike. What, are they going to blame a button? Oh, all right, let's read some Super Chats. All right, because I promised my family I'd have dinner tonight. I've been going so hard in the paint. Owen owned Brian in a debate. Brian is a coward. What a clown. Owen is a truly honest person, and Brian is crying with rage. What a little bitch. Brian is obviously disingenuous and a liar. That's good commentary there, and thanks for the 33 mystery bucks. Ebrahim says, evening, Owen and Topher. After hearing you two were doing a stream today, I got very excited and marked it down on my calendar. I'm paying the Earth's gay away today, except for uh, India, as I would need debt to fund that. <laughs> Nevertheless, crush on, legends. That's Ebram. Right. Mill Creek, every day something legendary seems to occur, sending a super chat to the front lines, indeed. Born again bear, I was surprised to learn that the word... License is synonymous with anarchy. So license is permission to break an established law. Ooh, gravy. Licensure is legalized lawlessness. It's easier to make all things illegal without a license than it is to make all things legal and then attempt to take away those licensed rights. Freedom is regulated franchise. Always has been, always will be. Thoughts, Gardner?
0: i say again. Because I
1: don't think I picked up the nuance of that. that. License, a license was a, uh, it was like the king's granting of, it's like, basically it means anarchy. Like, it's like the king's granting of your ability to break established law is to get a license. I just think a lot of people don't realize how many things used to be illegal. And now, like, everything's legal. But they can uh but they can fuck with us with like the, like the fact that there's so many pages of nonsense. I don't know. Gardner, do you have any, any comments?
0: No, cause I don't think the, the definition of license was correct there. Not at least in the current legal sense.
1: So fuck you born again, Bear. It turns out you're full of shit. <laughs> All right, Rock, Rock. You got to What's that?
0: My, my wife, like we're studying the law and so like words really are important. And I don't th- that whole definition of license. I don't that that's not that's not landing for me.
1: I'm into it. Born again bear sounds like he has gay to pay away. Rockfin, this was a good one today. Thanks, BB. Anytime, Tits McGee. Board slide bear laughing at you aggressively calling Bowler Bear fuckface in a recent stream. I don't remember doing that. Simple bear, may I be verified as Simple Bear? Thanks for everything you do. Thank you, Simple Bear. Very generous of you. Timothy gives me $9.11. Hilariously. Been listening quietly in the background for over a year now, and I've to start off voting the backed up gay. That Shepherd and Wolf stream hit hard, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw yesterday's stream, but I think you'll enjoy it, uh, Gardner. Question answering bear. I'm, What's up?
0: I'm I'm a third of the way through.
1: Yeah, it gets I, I review, I've had I've asked Coddington now three times to clip the section where I review the Pulp Fiction scene about who's the shepherd and who's the tyranny of evil men. It's one of the best scenes in movie history. It's just like, it's such a fucking powerful scene. then you have the woman that will do anything the guy says. And I talked about how like a woman will kill a baby if her her dominant tells her to, like abortion. And, And like men wouldn't. Like the most hardcore white supremacy guys, you give them a black baby, they're not shooting it. Like if you're like, shoot this baby, they wouldn't fight, they'd puke. It's like horrifying killing a baby. Women can be more psychotic than men if they're led badly. And in that scene, he's like, be cool, honey bunny. And she just wants to go home and she has to pee. And it's like, that's the nature of women. You can make them shoot people if you have, if you're the shepherd of the woman and kill their own baby. Or if you shepherd them properly, they do, they have like a wonderful existence. And that's why I don't really blame women as much as men for things women do, you know,
0: I, I totally agree. Cause it's the whole permeability thing. They're the negative pole.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they're
0: actually designed to absorb their surroundings, like literally absorb it.
1: Yeah. And so, that's why it's like, you'll know them by their fruits. Like, like you'll, you'll like, you'll, you'll see a, a wife or a woman. It's like their happiness is a reflection of like the, the life the man provides for them. Mm hmm. Even though sometimes they can be bitchy for no reason. But moving on. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Question asking Barrett. What have we done, Bajeet? What have we done? What have we done to England? Nice. So this is from Elijah. Uh, Question for Owen. Is there anyone in Hollywood that hasn't woken up yet, but you think may have a chance? I don't know. You got to be more specific. Woken up to what? You know, it's like that you don't want your world filled with Pajit's or that we live on a flat stationary plane and there's infinite engines. I mean, we're all on such different timelines at this point that I don't know what waking up means. Like a lot of people think the red pill is like, Oh, take the red pill and admit the Democrats are up to something. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? All right. Last one. Mm -hmm. Fractal truth. a single cell with its cell wall is a boundary in order to concentrate energy, biology values, the spirit of the tree of life has guidance, order, and structure. No freedom without order. Yeah, and a permeable cell is cancerous. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely.
1: Any uh, any final statements, Mr. Gardner? I I would love to do a, one of our epic ones, but uh, I, I I've been missing dinners every night, and I'm I'm definitely yeah, you're fried. <laughs> Can you <laughs> no tell worries, I'm fried? Man.
0: Yeah, I yeah, you're. I could tell you're like you've been going hard in the. Paint and you just need a night with the cookies, a night
1: with the wife. Yeah, just like, being around the kids. Yeah, because it's like the the amount of shit that I've had to like weigh through with these fucking anarchists, the Bajits. You know, the Bajits were a fucking nightmare. But it was funny, but it was like World War Poo was insane. They were, mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen that level of attack. I mean, Israel isn't even close to what they were doing with like on the internet and DOS, DDSs and They're fucking nightmares. All right, final Super Chats. Owen, do you have anything to do with Vince Vaughn's role as postal inspector in Queen Pins? No, but I'm glad that he's listening. Uh, JJ (laughs) Hemcreen, thanks for ANCAP week. I was staunch biblical ANCAP. Well, it's good to see that you've grown up a little. Ibram, government, mind control, or govern the mind, like you said, will always reflect the authority of the living men and women. If you want good government or less corruption, take the authority given to you by God. And make your world good, and your government will reflect exactly. That's it. That's exactly it. All right, final ones, Thomas. Hey, Big Bear, enjoyed your stuff, and cannot uh, put it off any longer now that you're debating ANCAPs. Here's a link to my debate with Malini. I also debated Larkin Rose. I have a degree in physics, philosophy, and law. I'm spent with ANCAPs. Like I'm done. I literally, I, I mean, I'd fight Michael Malice at this point, but I, I don't. I'm, I'm done. Like talking to people that I think are mental children. Try that bear here a few humble shekels. great stream gentlemen you're damn right we are elite. Long live the bears. That's exactly it. yeah and it, as you see things crumble around you just know you're elite. it's not it's not scary like your fate isn't tied with them but help as many people along the way as you can like you know build like build value for people, build you know safety for people, offer, Uh, knowledge if they ask. But now unearned knowledge is dangerous. I don't mind being fucking censored. I did a video about that. And I even (laughs) sent it to a friend of mine that's a Freemason. And I'm like, dude, I'm starting to really understand you guys. Because the whole point was like, unearned knowledge is like, can be a little dangerous with retards. And so I'm not going to hold back my knowledge. But if people want to censor me because a bunch of fucking retards can't handle it, that's fine with me.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, that's very smart. The whole thing with the, the Masons or any of these secret societies that actually had real wisdom, they know the principle a lot of the time is like you cannot cast pearls before swine.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's why asking you shall receive. It's like, It's like if you just try and make someone see something and they're not ready, they'll hate you for it. It's kind of like when you give someone unearned authority, like the entitlement that we're talking about with a lot of Americans. It's like if you just make someone captain of the team and they suck, it doesn't end well. And it's the same with knowledge. You can explain to someone that we live on this beautiful, infinite plane. It might be a troidal field and you have engines that can go forever. And they're like, you ate a pat brownie. Uh, And you're like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck you. Why don't you go? Why don't you go mount up at the southern border and pop in another fucking honey pot? You know what I'm saying? So true. So where can the people? You're always, you're always my favorite guest, and all my listeners always love you. Um, You're, uh, what, what was the thing that Camacho said that one day He said that he? You're the most adored bear. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Adam Camacho said that in a live stream. He goes. I was the most adored bear. And then he turned for no reason. He goes, I was the most adored bear. Well, Adam, you stole. You, I, I paid you to fucking shoot a documentary. And now you won't give up the footage. And now you're, you're fucking crazy. And that's why now on my Wikipedia, it says I'm Hispanophobic. I'm, I can't make this up just because a fucking Mexican stole footage from me. All right, anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: <laughs> Uh, people can find me at Topher HQ. My podcast is the Biocharisma Podcast. I'm doing celestic profiles for people, which is uh, essentially their conception charts relative to their birth charts in astrology. But I do uh, real sky astronomy. I don't actually look at the BS tropical charts. I I look at what's actually in the sky. So that's a lot of fun. People, I'm getting really good feedback with that. And then, uh, very soon here, I think Mr. Permi and I are going to, uh, we're going to jump onto the bear target times app and start teaching classes.
1: That's it. I talked about that yesterday's stream that, uh, we're now offering a, um, uh, you know, a revenue split with people that, uh, want to teach a class to the bears. I think it's, I think it's going to be big. We're already getting some, uh, so. yeah, we're getting some, pro- uh, proposals that are really amazing. Like I would take all the classes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful.
1: Uh, awesome. Cod, Mr.
0: Fermi and I are getting together tomorrow to write it up.
1: Cod named this Return of the Mac. Christopher Gardner, the most adored bear. You know what, Coynton? Don't put the most adored bear. I don't want to bring attention to that little fucking ass clown. I just threw that out there. But the Return of the Mac is pretty funny. Because you did say you macked on chicks.
0: Oh, I totally macked on chicks, dude. The, the chat loved it. Hey, they are like, you I macked. got to tell you, dude. The next three podcasts that come out are literally going to melt your brain specifically.
1: What are they about?
0: So I told you I've been on, on the, on the hunt for a real calendar, like a calendar that actually reflects nature. And I think I found it.
1: Ooh. Yeah, that, gets into that's the, great.
0: that gets into the nature of light. And when you get into the nature of light, that gets into the nature of time. And then I found out that this whole thing that I've been into forever is like this Rosicrucian, like, axiom.
1: More like Rosa-crushing. No Go on.
0: rosa there it is. <laughs> that, that should be the title of this, Rosa-crushing. Rosa-crushing. So, um, so the domes that I've been building throughout the years are apparently the perfect sundial because they encode the phi ratio, and this calendar actually shows that. So I'm talking with uh, Longo last night, and that's the next podcast, and that's all about like the, the genius that went through the Czech Republic from Constantinople up through Ostia to the Czech Republic in Prague, like this crazy level of where naturalism meets uh, uh, mystic Christianity and um, pheno- like uh, phenomenology. So that's the one after that. And then the one after that is all about resonance and harmonics with Eileen McKusick. Like, I'm in such a gravy overload right now that it's just like, I kind of feel like I've hit the denouement of like all the the, the research. That I've been doing for 20 years, so it's like really exciting for me. Like this is like I feel like I'm like really showing all my cards now.
1: That's great! You're and, crushing.
0: Um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's exciting. It's very exciting for me.
1: Dude, Eastern Europe is a gem. That's why I picked. Uh, not only did I pick Czech Republic, but Brno, which isn't Prague, because the art that that is where Mendel had his peas. And did all those experiments with peas and genetics and eugenics. I've always had a thing for eugenics. And, uh, and so the, the knowledge in that area is mind-blowing. I always thought Paris was overrated. I think Prague, the Prague clock, that architecture is like nothing in the world. It's fucking, same with Hungary, like Budapest. Uh, that area of Eastern Europe is mind-blowingly cool. And they've been beaten down. And I, I'm, I'm sure they did it to themselves, knowing what I know about victim consciousness. But like the history of Czechoslovakia and all those areas is not what people think. It's like an elevated, there was an elevated civilization there that would, I don't know, everyone's obsessed with Paris. I'm like, fuck Paris. No. Yeah, and dude, I want to talk about mysticism. No, no, yeah. I went into a, a church once called Kutnohora with like 20,000 dead people's bones that a monk like built in his chandeliers and pyramids. And it was like, I was like, is this Christianity? They're like, yeah, no, it's was a Christian monk. I'm like, huh. So like a, like a mystical type though, right? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it's literally like like pyramids <laughs> of human bones and chandeliers of bones. And I was like, huh, this is kind of fucking interesting. And they're like, oh yeah, it was during the plague and a blind monk built all this. I'm like, you know what? I'm not buying that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so where can people find your yeah, uh, your, your podcast?
0: Uh, so my podcast is on Spotify. It's on Telegram. It's the BioCurisma podcast on Telegram. It's on Podbean. We're going to be on Apple uh, I guess it's called Apple whatever now. Um, it's on BitChute. Uh, and I'm going to take the plunge. I think I'm going to take some of your beats. I'm going to get onto Twitter. Um, yeah. Fight Tom, some Barn- Tom, Tom Barnett and I have been talking a lot about um, Twitter and TikTok and the algorithms and that. And uh, I kind of want this thing to grow for me. I'm, I really feel like like getting to talk and like I'm in this weird cut where like I've just been exposed to so much and I have like a lot of skin in the game at the same time that it's just like I'm able to really connect with people and uh, I, I want that to grow. You'd crush I, on I TikTok,
1: you'd crush on TikTok, especially with like the, like the mystical stuff that you know about, it would crush on TikTok. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, I, I was going to do something the other day when I recognized how how they switched the fix, or the Super Bowl. I just missed the window because I had it and I was like, oh, if I knew this software, this is what I would do about it. Da, 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 da. And I just, I missed because that whole thing, I because it works on timing, like what you're saying actually has to be relevant. Like it has to be part of the zeitgeist. And if you miss it, you've missed it.
1: That's why I'm always yelling at Coddington. I'm like, I need that clip like (laughs) right now. He he usually does a great job, but it's like, for example, my Stephen Hawking bit, uh, clip that got like two and a half million views. It's because his name had just Uh been released on the Epstein list. So I'm like, Coddington, you know? And so if we get in right at the right time, it just launches. And so like my, um, my nuclear bomb video that got twenty seven million views it was because they were marketing um uh Oppenheimer, so I'm like, here we right. go, Coddington. and so, yeah, like right now you could do so much shit and and getting the authority of a former professional field goal kicker explains bang bang, bang, you could get into all kinds of shit with that arcs, you know how the nFL works that would that would fucking crush, and then all the other stuff it's like I. What's that? I think I, I think so. Oh yeah, especially it, near the, uh, like the my Super dog Bowl. Is going nuts. Like especially with the Super Bowl coming up, yeah. it's like, and people are just starting to get into the gravy of like how the NFL is programmed and how it's like manipulated, and so if you have any authority, cause the one thing that the internet lacks a lot of is authority. So it's like, so it's like former professional NFL For those of you that don't know, like Topher is a world class field goal kicker um, you know, professional, uh, all American for four years under Nick Saban, like legit professional athlete. So if you have, cause the internet's filled with so many retards that if you have any credibility and you can put that and then add your expertise to it. And it's something, uh, you know, interesting that people are talking about bang. And then you get into your heating stuff and biochar. And cause right now the zeitgeist is popping with, uh, with self-sufficiency because everyone sees the fucking yeah. writing on the wall. So it's like, and, and, and the, the cost of entry for solar is so big that what you yes. guys are doing is so good. Cause it's like, okay, this is how you can heat your house with, uh, with, with like shit that's everywhere, you know? And so yeah, that, yeah. that would go huge. And I did this one, I just posted someone else's video on Instagram. It's like my highest viewed video, even with all my wonderful Jew commentary, it was actually just uh, like like animal shit outgassing for like fuel. And it's like, mm-hmm. everyone wants to know about it. It's huge. And so, yeah. yeah. And so that would like TikTok could be a real medium for you.
0: Yeah. The educational platform that we're going to roll out with, with you guys. And then we're actually going to call it Fire to Soil because I've had that. I've had that for a I, long time. I was time just going to suggest my- something
1: with heat in it. That's great that you're doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm actually going to Anarcopulco to talk about biochar. Awesome. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to be able to like actually um, really give people the, the lowdown on, on multiple different levels of why that's so important. And now that we're finding with giving it to animals and like humans being animals too, all the benefits that it has when you actually have your animals consume it and like your own body consume it. And it's, it's out of this world.
1: I love it. All right, Topher, you're the man. Thanks for coming.
0: It's great to see you.
1: You too. Peace. All right, Bye-bye. ladies and gentlemen, the great Topher, the legend. I absolutely have to go. I am so fucking worn out. And it's funny that he could, he could, I I try to be professional no matter what, but uh, it's funny that he could tell that I'm uh. I'm spent the, the fucking anar- the anarchists were more exhausting than the fucking Jews. Codsworth final super chats. So we caught up unauthorized TV. Don't forget. Um, it's the last two days to get uh, any of the magazines we've done magazine Bertariacampgrounds.com. The taxes have just been paid. So we're back to uh, very little money, but we will continue to build for the next festival. We now have 53 acres. And uh, if you want to get your tickets now or donate, whatever you, there's a whole, you know, info page there about what you'll get in return. That's BertariaCampgrounds.com. And then my P.O. Box 490-Sandpoint-0083864. I'll catch up on mail tomorrow. I'll see you guys tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruity and blow a guy.